I'm your host, as usual, Alex Gutierrez, and uh, we're just going to talk today, see where it takes us, but uh, go ahead, introduce yourself, my man. Who do we have in the virtual studio today? Uh, this is Raul Gutierrez. Uh, there's five R's, so I spelled one, though. Um, I am a union laborer at this time, um, so a journeyman. Uh, you go through apprenticeship and then journeyman, so I'm, I'm there right now. Um, used to do sales um in the bay area for construction sales and then i started to become a laborer so i went to the other side of the actual uh, spectrum and then before that was obviously a car insurance salesman and, and working in a hotel um as a uh, front desk as well as supervisor and, and so forth so you did a little bit of everything um so let's let's, let's start off with what you're doing right now mm -hmm. and, and then we'll see how it takes us back but uh you say you're a journeyman what does that mean? And I know you're working for the union. Can you kind of explain what it is you do on a daily grind? Um, it, it, as for a labor, there's, there's multiple trades. Um, the, the trade itself is a labor. Um, we pretty much do a little bit of everything uh, between welding, um, concrete, a uh, little bit of framing, but not too much. It's usually done for the uh, framing contractors. Um, general construction um, with high rises, you know, what so forth. Um, there are different small trades in there, plumbing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we do have a hands-on a little bit of everything, and we do know a little bit of, of, of much. And to become a skilled labor, you have to go through an apprenticeship program. Uh, that usually takes uh, someone a thousand hours or so. So that can take you know, between two to three years um, for a person coming out of high school, out of college, or even just straight up, uh, you know, anytime when they're 30, 40, whatever they want to start, you have to go through that kind of apprenticeship program. And usually with them, that comes into play, you have to take in those hours or you have accumulated hours from a different type of construction to show that you are a skilled laborer, that you know what you're doing, you can get paid the fullest of, uh, amount that the union can provide for, for you itself. So obviously this is not something you like plan to do, Right, because you, you know, you're you're now you're 30 years old and you've been doing it what one year I think two years now. Yeah. So it's it's not something that you uh, my second year. Okay, so it's not something you like. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna be a union. You know, work for the union. No, right? It's something you kind of stumbled across based on different things. You you know, your life path just kind of took you there. So, do you see a difference between the worker who's barely coming in now, like around your age, as kind of a second career, or do you think people? You know, I don't know what's the difference between that person and the person who comes in right out of like high school who's able to go right into it. There, I see obviously when I come in, I'm only two years in, I'm 30 years old. Um, You're old, man. I do have a little bit of college, there. but not, I don't, yeah, I don't like to graduate. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm like right there, but not there, you know. Um, but coming into to the, the industry, uh, what sort of industry i'm in right now is pipeline um pipeline itself is, is for natural gas and we do we dig the holes we, we prepare it we set it up for the welders welders come and do their thing um and then we just code it in and put everything back how it was and, and add additional stuff that we need to do and take care of and we, we make sure the holes safe for anybody who gets in the hole whether it's inspected or so forth etc uh, we do more than what other trades do in the pipeline industry the laborer kind of has hands on everything 
Um, I came in uh, a couple years back and people have been doing it for five years, six years, um, as long as they've been in here in, in Northern California with the, for the union um, representatives to actually jump in before it was non-union and now it is union uh, work uh, with PG&E. And those guys have been doing it for a while. Um, they're in it for the long haul. They're in it since you know, the very beginning. They, they, they seem to always find a way not to do as much work. Um, they're trying to get other guys to do the work for them as far as what I've seen. I mean, you kind of let the rookies kind of do the work as far as what, you know, sort of situation. You, you, you play smart sort of, sort of way. Um, those guys, I mean, they seem to only know one thing. And that, that one thing is, is the job, right? They, they don't know much else besides, you know, what, what their kids are doing. Or, or um, I even know a guy who didn't even know how to do laundry, doesn't know how to, you know, how to cook for himself. You know, he was like, oh, man, you know, you guys are like, you, you do all that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm at the house and I might as well take care of what, what I need to take care of at the house. You know, I'm, I'm contributing part of this family sort of thing. And he's like, right. oh, man, I just have my wife take care of it. Like, they're very macho in, in, in who they are. And is a typical construction kind of guy that you, you'd meet that you'd understand, you know, in, the, in, the, in that sort of role spectrum sort of thing. It's like, yeah, um, like I come in from a different background. Right. Just come home and have everything taken care of already. Yeah. Kind of just work a bunch of hours. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they're like, oh man, you know, I, I, I always drink beer. They drink beer right before they go to bed. All of them, like they all drink beer, you know, th three or four beers before the, you know, night ends. I'm like, man, how you guys, just, how you guys always continue to drink beer all the time? Like, like, it's not, it's not my lifestyle, I think, but I enjoy what I do and I enjoy the people while I'm around. Um, and we, 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 afterwards that we're not working because it is a seasonal job, like currently right now, between January, currently for me right now. And so I, I get the next gig. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on my layoff time. So, that, you know, some of the guys will, will catch up. We'll try to go fishing, try to go snowboarding, try to go, you know, uh, golfing or something. Otherwise, that they give us something to do besides, you know, focus on work, you know, 24-7 sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah. So, like you say, it's something you came upon. It's something you started doing recently. You kind of figured it out, like you say, but you have other experiences, right? So how have those other experiences helped you, even though this is a labor job and this is something that you're physically doing? How have your other jobs, like your, like you say, your, your insurance sales, your, your hotel, hospitality, whatever, the other things that you did before, how does this help out? Does it help out in any way? Well, the, the, obviously, you starting off with, with you know, the, the, the hotel hospitality. You learn a little bit of this and that. And obviously, from before, you know, that, that kind of work, you learn from them to understand, you know, the, the, the basis of customer service, right? And you kind of implied what you learned previously into the next job, into the next right, job, right? right? And, and that's that's what I was doing, and then became successful in the next position, and became extremely successful in, in you know in the the salesman of construction material. Um, learning a lot of you know the 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 ins and outs of how things are logistically uh, arriving to you know customers and the pricing of things and what things cost and how much labor actually costs. Labor costs way more than actual product does, so that's you know the, the basis of actual construction. Why things cost so much is because of labor. It has nothing to do with the so. Materials for somebody, you know, the material might be costing hundred thousand dollars, and you know, for one person, that's gonna be a lot of money. For the other, for that one company, they're gonna be like, man, that's pennies on a dollar because the actual human person to put all that stuff together is gonna cost more than what the actual materials are. Right. Um, this is why we have, you know, influx of, of the economy. I understand a little bit of that as well, coming from going into some business uh, classes and so forth in the previous uh, life, and then become successful in in you know that construction sales position. 
there's a lot to do with, you know, the previous education, right? You learn on the job, you learn with what's going on in the next step and so forth from other people around you. You don't just learn basically in a school or institution. You learn from your peers. You learn from people that you meet and as well as contractors, et cetera, et cetera. So knowing that and knowing some of the construction stuff in the background and, you know, the tab data that comes with it, you know, understanding how things are applied and why they're applied that way and, you know, the, um, the load values, et cetera, et cetera, and why we have to do certain things. Right. Obviously going into a, a position where I earned, you know, all that material and, and the knowledge decided, Hey, instead of falling up on all this stress of sales and bringing in numbers and, you know, dealing with head, head honchos and, you know, what, whatever it is, the managers, et cetera, and their managers and their managers of why the numbers aren't where there are. And how come this area of, of the Bay area uh, isn't, you know, providing more numbers or whatever it is. Doing what I do now, you know, basically I came back to Sacramento from San Jose and, you know, wanted to find something that's a whole lot less stress and a whole lot less of a headache all around and travel. And uh, this actually called up, you know, uh, uh, our cousin, you know, Lionel, and he said, hey, you, know, you got any work coming up? He's like, yeah, I can get you in and got me in. And there I am. I'm working. I make really great money. Um, not as nearly as much, but I, I do don't need as much because Sacramento is a whole lot cheaper than within San Jose and right. it worked out and, you know, it's two years in and I'm enjoying what I do. So then, you know, okay, obviously I, I like how you, you brought that up. You said that you, you make less, but you need less, right? We're in Sacramento now. So seeing what you did in the Bay Area, right? Those pushing, pushing to make those sales, right? You were selling these construction supplies, um, right? And, and different services, right? To, to all these uh, construction sites. So you kind of had a familiarity, like yeah. how people work and stuff like that. But, you know, like you said, was there so much mental stress as far as like these quotas you had to meet? And like now that you're putting that stress on your body instead, it, what would you rather do? Like, do you, are you OK with working 107 degrees outside with your body instead of, you know, working with your numbers and, and trying to crunch all that? Which, which is easier to do? In, in my personal experience, uh, that mental stress, sometimes you can, doesn't go away. You, you can't uh, turn it off, right? Because you have to sit there and think about what your day is tomorrow, what your day was today, what the day was last week, right. well, who the person you talked to, et cetera, and just keep adding on and building up. And then that stress itself wasn't necessarily like, oh, man, you know, I, I just can't get this over my head. It's more of too many things always in your head, and there's not enough ways to you to decompress at the end of the day, at the end of the week, to really enjoy you know, the lifestyle or the life that you actually wanted. Right. Right. That, that's kind of where it came down. You're working to all these days, you're, you're racking up this money, but you're, you're not getting that time to like even use it. You know what I mean? Like you're not even getting time to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, yeah, I, I'm putting a lot of stress on my body, but the, the moments that I would go to the gym previously was, it was just, you know, running with emotions. Now I, I, my body is the gym. My work is the gym. Right? I go in and I do physical work, et cetera, et cetera. And, it is six days out of the week, so I only have one day off, but your body only needs really one or two days before coming back into it, and you feel great the first couple of days, and then it starts adding up a little bit, but that's where your body gets better and better, stronger and stronger, and I, the physicalness, again, I don't take home any stress I, I, itself. I, I don't come home hurt because we, we, we do everything smart. We do everything you know the right way. No one gets hurt, and I, I find it a better way that I can live that way and, and work out every single day than actually use my, my mind continuously yeah there is some some work i've to do out there there's some numbers we do have to do math we do have to measure things out it's not just you know put one uh, a and b together to get c it, it's really just 
there is a math involved. There is tab data. There is rules. There is laws. There is ways to, to get hurt and the ways that you get to follow them in order to follow guidelines of OSHA and Cal OSHA. And it's not even just that of PG&E and in our own company and, and so forth. So there is a lot of information that you have to remember on what you do on a day-to-day that actually uses your mind, not just your body. But again, you don't take any of that stress home because if you don't get it done that day, don't worry. It's okay that those 10 hours, 12 hours you put in for that day, it's going to be there tomorrow and you don't have to worry about itself because the end goal is really what matters, not the day-to-day kind of grind. I like how you said you're able to shut it off because when you're working with your mind, you know, like if you have a business or you work in sales or something like that, where you just have to worry about the next day, like you can go home, you can have dinner, you can watch TV, but your mind is still working and trying to like figure out what is it that you need to do the next day. And when I had the business, I didn't realize what day it was anymore because we were open seven days a week. So to me, people were like, celebrate, oh, uh, 4th of July is coming up or whatever day is coming up. And I'm like, I don't even know what day it is anymore because all you were, all I was looking at was when was the rent due, right? So that was my number one day on my mind yeah. all the time. Okay, the rent's due this day. So that means I need to do to get to that point, right? Which kind of like when you're by yourself doing it all, it becomes almost impossible because I was trying to promote slash, you know, do the marketing on top of that inventory, check inventory, right? Redo the inventory, you know, uh, obviously complete the sales that we need to complete and, and doing all of that. Oh my goodness. Right. And then trying to manage obviously your real life, like your outside life, man, it, it became this like hamster wheel that I honestly believe I didn't sleep for an entire year because I would be looking and checking at the, if at any moment I was awake, I was checking the cameras to see if somebody was, you know, breaking into my business again. Oh, and that was a real thing. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I was looking at like, I don't know, man, like any, any second of mine, I was like trying to like, you know, answer an email or, or pay a bill, you know, or, or whatever it may be, right. Come up with some kind generate, of, you know, generate business. Or yeah. Business. Trying to generate new business and obviously keep the one we have. And man, that is a, that is a, a, a hard thing to continue. And I really felt like I didn't sleep for an entire year. Where it was like, like you said, you're, you might shut your body off, like you might go to sleep, but I didn't sleep. You know what I mean? Like my mind was constantly thinking about yeah. those kinds of things. I feel like we, we as a society here have become part of this hamster wheel where if you don't work every day, you start questioning yourself. Like, how come I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, if someone says like, hey, next year, like if I called you and say, hey, bro, I'm taking a whole year off next year, you're going to be like, what's wrong with you, right? But even if you don't look at my yeah. bank account and realize that, I don't have a mortgage and you realize that we don't need the extra, you know what I mean? We don't need that money next year or whatever. Like you're still gonna look at me like, why aren't you working? It's like, but I don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, so like, but we've become this hamster wheel, right? We become part of this hamster wheel where we have to work five days a week or more. Like you said, it could be six or seven. And then, you know, we have to continue to pay these things. Right. And when we don't have a bill, we somehow go find another bill just to like get like, Oh, I could, oh, I could buy a new car, you know? And we try to find more stuff to continue yeah. to consume because if we don't consume, you know what I mean? I don't know. We feel like then our money's just sitting there and like, and then people make you believe like, Oh, don't save money. It doesn't do anything for you. It's just like this craziness of like, everyone's trying to grab every penny that you make. Right. Companies are like, Oh, start with me with $9 subscription. Oh, don't worry. It's only $5 a month. Right. But everyone's trying to squeeze that little penny from you. You know what I mean? So then you have to continue to work and be stuck in this wheel. You know, it's, 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 uh, we live, we live in a, 
consumerism world, right? Yeah, we live in a consumerism world where everything has to be consumed, right? We, we consume more food than we can than we actually eat, right? We we order more food than what it is, right? We get mad that the large isn't the large. It, it's you know whatever it is. Like we order a steak, and the steak is has to be a certain size. In reality, you know, an actual portion is a lot smaller than we actually anticipate, right? Um, right. Or we buy way we buy more, way more food, right, than, than what we actually need and put it in the fridge, and we have to throw food away or whatever. It's you know vegetables because you know we we tend to find some other way to eat, whatever it is, and you know, the consumerism part comes into play where, yeah, you know, when I lived, you know, I made six figures a year. My wife made six figures a year. We, we, we bought whatever the heck we wanted. We, we spent whatever the heck we needed. At the end of the day, when we look at the bank account, we're just like, man, we're just, we're pretty much living paycheck to paycheck, but spending a lot more that we need to make more to, be, to continue what we're doing. Right. And, you know, in, in the end, my wife wanted to do something different. She chose a different path. So uh, giving her two years off or close to almost two years off uh, of working, uh, we moved to Sacramento where it is a lot cheaper to live, um, bigger, bigger opportunities for her to actually continue what she wanted to do on the back end. And I only with one paycheck coming in uh, month to month or sometimes, again, I only work six, seven months out of the year uh, at this time. So, you know, I within those six, seven months, I make just enough to survive us for, for an entire year, if not a little bit more, where we don't need so much money to actually consume and so forth. And, you know, paying off bills or debt or whatever it is comes into play. And once we get rid of all that, then obviously we'll find somewhere to spend the money, right? That, that, that's, that's a given. The more money you make, the more money you spend. And, you know, that, that's, that's kind of how we ended up, you know, living our lives where the more money you make, we, we spend a lot more. We spend a lot more. And the consumers, and again, like you said, you know, your, your, your Disney Plus account or, or your, you know, uh, Hulu account starts coming to play. You start looking at it like, yeah, I, I barely watch three shows a week. Like, well, what am I even doing spending on the? On and those, the are, those are on, on those are minimum. Those are those are minimum uh, things. Yeah. Talking about that are less than ten dollars. But we're talking about people also get caught up in other stuff. You know, like, hey, go get a massage, right? Oh no, if you buy this pass, you can come eight, 12 times or whatever, right? Oh, hey, I'm gonna go get a. I'm gonna go to the gym. Yeah. Oh, sign up now. If you pay the whole year, is this much, right? And so everyone's just trying to like grab whatever you make. Literally, like, I feel like you make a check, and people, people will try to grab it, right? And so when we look at these athletes. And we look at these um, professional, you know, whatever, actors and professional athletes and different things. And we're like, oh, my God, how can he go broke? And he made $100 million, right? It's like, oh, you can go broke. Remember, like, remember that one time? I think we, I think we were oh, there. Yeah. We showed up to Vegas. And I was like, how does someone spend 5000 a day, right? And then, I, and then we're just we're in the limo, you know, going from the airport to the hotel. And I'm like, looking around the lights. I'm like, oh, I know how you spend $5,000 yeah. a day, right? And like, as I, I know how you can spend a million dollars in a day. You know what I mean? Like you can spend a million dollars in a day if you really wanted to, you know? So I think, oh, yeah. uh, you know, watching those people uh, become rich and famous and they come from nothing and then they blow it. It's like, if we could blow, I always said that we could blow our thousand dollar checks, then they could blow a $10,000 check and they could blow a hundred thousand dollar check. You know what I mean? Like, because the, oh, yeah. toys, the toys yeah. just get, the toys just yeah. get better right? The toys just get nicer. So yes, we all eat three meals, you know, hopefully, you know, not, not so we can't say all because a lot of people don't have three meals, but let's just say the people who are fortunate had three meals or more. So our meals are whatever, right? You make a chicken, you know, you might have a salad or whatever, but if you have more money, you know yeah. what I mean? Now your meals change. You feel me? And you can find a way to spend more money mm -hmm. on food, even though it's the same chicken, the same beef or the same vegetables. We could find now a chef, you know what I mean? Or I could find whatever. Right. So there's ways yeah. for you to spend this money. So I, I really like how you talk about the Bay area difference and Sacramento difference, right? We know that people are continuing to come back to Sacramento and just come here in general. 
which is obviously going to inflate Sacramento, right? So we're going to, we're not going to get to a Bay area point, but we're definitely going to, we're already at a point where, right. The housing costs way more than it did 10 years ago, you know, to buy a house and the rent is ridiculous, right. For people that are from here, you know, people who are from here, born and raised, they look around, they go, Oh my goodness. Right. Like how can it be so much, but someone who's coming, like you say, coming back, and you came back based on what you paid. Do you want to share what you paid per month in San Jose, your rent? I mean, we had we we had we had roommates, right? I mean, we spent we had uh, we had our own studio at one point, and yeah, it was costing us quite a bit of a quite a bit of money. And we lived by ourselves. We enjoy that, you know, self time, and it gets boring. You know, you know, you have no one to talk to besides your significant other or whatever. There's not not much going on unless you make friends and you move into a new city. You're not having a lot of friends yet, you know, whatever it is and, and so forth. And you have to find clubs and groups and people, et cetera, right? Well, we had a friend out there who, who was uh, finishing her, her school uh, for her law degree. And she became an attorney and a lawyer. And she was like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm renting a room by myself for this price. We're like, look, you know, if we get a two-bedroom apartment, at, you know, in this area, which is really nice, you know, you pay the exact same. As, as your one bedroom, but you live with us only. You don't live with four of the girls or whatever the heck she was living with at the time in, in a house that was run down. And we have the other bedroom and we live like that. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how it worked out. So we always had someone else there to kind of hang out with and, you know, have dinners with, et cetera, et cetera. And then her husband came back from deployment and uh, lived with us for a little bit. And before he had to go back and do, do his thing in Colorado uh, Springs, and then he lived with us full time. And uh, then we decided, you know what? you know, things had to change in our life that, that we really need to be closer to home and, and be go back to Sacramento and so forth where we first met. And coming back to the Sacramento again, we were renting a five-bedroom house uh, for the exact same price for a two-bedroom apartment over there. Um, <laughs> we had to pay for parking over there. We had more vehicles. Right. Uh, again, we had company trucks, my wife and I, plus, you know, our personal vehicles that we, we decided to to keep on, on the offhand that we didn't, we weren't at the company anymore. We had a vehicle already in play, but we're not sitting there scrounging like oh man we really need a vehicle what are we going to do what are we going to buy in sacramento you need a vehicle unfortunately we don't have great um transportation uh, systems around to get from one area to the next it's you have, you have you have to have a vehicle or a ride or a ride sharing something rather to to get you to point a to point b or what you want to do every day right so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had those on, on the on the back burner and one of them was paid off. The other one had, you know, uh, quite a bit of debt, which we paid off in three years. So that that's that was kind of our, our own personal feat of having brand new uh, BMW that was paid off in three years. And most people are still paying theirs off. Or you can see the, how the, the consumerism comes around where you go buy a vehicle now, you, you it'll take you eight years to pay one off. Uh, if you actually look at the numbers now, it's like 72 months or 84 months. You're like, man, who, who who's really buying a vehicle for 84 months? Like at that point, you know, with all the, you know, interest and so forth, you, you pretty much pay for three or four vehicles. Like, like you got to really decide what you're doing with life. But um, yeah, we, we, we need a lot less um, here and here in, in, in Sacramento and growing up in Sacramento and renting in Sacramento. Uh, you, we saw the numbers go up. We're like, man, when we were here five, six years ago, man, it, this is the same, you know, apartment complex that we were looking at previously, whatever it was, was, you know, less than a thousand dollars, not that same place, like $1,600. You're like, man, it's, it's going up quite a bit every year and there's, there's no slowing it down and there's an influence of people coming from the bay area because they're the same issue right you know the silicon valley kind of boomed everything up and you know we saw that firsthand you know how you know people over there were able to afford bigger and better and, and so forth because they were to sell their house and that was 60 grand in palo alto so now it's two point something million and like those those guys really came up and then 
they took advantage of the opportunities and you know we all want to take advantage of the opportunities but there's just no there's no real way to do it without spending more money as unfortunately right so now that you've lived in two like different places I mean, have you considered, you know, everyone's trying to like leave California or go other places. Have you considered that like moving to another place or a different city or, or you know, living less, less, even uh, far less than what you have now? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you've traveled outside of, of the United States uh, in different countries, whether it's Canada, Spain, you know, uh, I think it was France as well. Um, England, obviously going to Mexico, Iceland, England, you, yeah. Keep going. You've got different countries, right? But in order to move to a different country, you need a visa, you need you need opportunities. There's, there's got to be a different way for you to get out of the country, right? You can move within, the, within our country, United States, a lot easier, 100% a lot easier. You just pick up and go and see if it, see if it works. If it doesn't, right? Hopefully, you have a place to come back to kind of thing, right? Uh, or you make it sink, sink or swim sort of situation. Well, I've been to Texas, I've been to Colorado, I've been to Florida, I've been to you know Washington, you know Oregon, you name it, Nevada, Utah. Uh, we've been to plenty of different, you know, uh, cities right the, the cities i was going to say the whole state because I, I haven't seen the whole state right can i say well this area is better than the other area right, right. but moving in new york you name it um moving out of california i, I don't know that that's the best thing i mean you, you gotta understand california actually has the best food i you know that you could possibly grab not just because it's it's a west coast thing versus east coast sort of thing or barbecue situations whatever it is what kind of you know uh specialties but it really comes down to the availability of the food, right? We, we had the availability of, of avocados year round somehow. We had the availability of bananas year round somehow. We had the availability of berries, of what you know, vegetables, any, anything that you can think of that you're gonna make, you can make do, right? Here in California, year round, no matter what, you come up, you, you look on the internet, you find a recipe, you, you just pick it up and go, right? Other places, again, when it comes down to us traveling and so forth, trying different foods and so forth, you know, we went to Texas, you know, we same kind of same restaurant it was in Palo Alto. So that we try when we live in the Bay Area to one that was in Texas because we knew the restaurant. We're like, oh, this is really good food. It was a lot saltier. Now that could have just been the taste difference or that day, whatever it is. But we realized other places in Texas that we were eating in multiple cities was a little bit saltier. Now we don't know if that was just basically the the, the food, you know, that that we were eating over there versus the food we eat at home kind of thing situation. But it, there was a lot more meat products when it comes down to you know going to the, the southern. Uh, uh, steaks and so forth. So you, there's a lot more meat products, a lot less vegetables, right? But we're here in California, the whole California American meal cuisine situation is a lot of vegetables. The avocado toast, BS, right? The whole si situation where you get a lot of different foods that, that, that were there, right? Yeah. People are going to complain about taxes as well. You know, you, you, you're going to get taxed regardless where you go, depending on what you do, right? Yeah, it all evens out, you know, the taxes thing and all that because it, it all evens out, right? Like, but the food thing you were saying real quick, like I remember I was, and it was weird, but I was at a McDonald's. I forgot where it was. And they had like this big okay. poster like on the wall. And it pretty much showed the Big Mac. I know we're talking about the Big Mac. I know we're talking about McDonald's. But the Big Mac, everything on the Big sure. Mac was yeah. made in California. Like everything on the Big Mac in McDonald's in California, like everything. Like the meat was from California. They, they even told you like which ranch it was. The bread, they told you what bakery it was, right? And obviously the grain as well, right? And the flour and all that. And then it yeah. had the sauce where the sauce was made. It was like in LA and some place. And then the cheese was obviously dairy from here. So like, like even like a fast food restaurant that's like not good for you, even all of their product is from California. So like, and that's California. why like the issue with like, uh, I remember like Chipotle, everybody wanted Chipotle's to be where they were in and outs too. 
they don't put those places that they can't mm-hmm. have the fresh food every day. Right. So like, that's why in and yeah. out in random places Correct, yeah. and they're barely moving like to Texas, they're barely moving around like Nevada and because it has to be where they can grab as much fresh food as they can. Right. Cause they, their whole thing is that they don't have frozen beef and all that. Right. So they got to make sure like, they don't freeze, they don't freeze eat except. Right. Yeah. So that's why like in and out had this thing, like even Chipotle too was like, we cannot have one where we can't have access to everything that we put in the, you know, on the menu, which is like kids. I talk to kids all the time. Yeah. Farm is a farm, you know, farm to was it farm to fork capital, you know, of the world. Well, it really is. Like we, right. We, it really is. Like we can have our own meals. Like you said, everything is grown here. You know, you can make any meal you could think of. Like you said, even if it comes to like sushi, you know, the fish in the Pacific, you know, everything, like every single meal can be made, you know, with food here. Obviously, I'm being with the very Come generic. On. I mean, being ger- sorry, I'm speaking very general, but. I'm talking about most foods that we eat and consume can be made from food that's here. Most food, you know, and correct. I think that's just a lot. California has the weather. We have the agriculture, right? People complain about like, they want to find anything, right? So people complain about the taxes, right? But if you live here, your job takes yeah. that in consideration. Like just like when you work in the Bay area and a waiter makes $25 an hour, like, and you look at that, like, Whoa, you know, it's like, yeah, but that's still not enough. Right. So like the Bay Area, they know you're living there, right? They know you're living there. They know you have to like live there. So they pay you accordingly. You know, they try to pay you as much as they can and they want to, right? And so when we look at things like that, like the Bay Area thing is a good way to look at it because such a crazy extreme to Sacramento, right? It's craziness, right? But you're you're okay though. You know what I mean? Like with my salary in the Bay Area, no, I would be not okay. Right. But my salary in Sacramento, right? We have a house paid. You know what I mean? Uh, in full, right? We have things, you know, we don't have bills like that. We have extra money that comes in. Of course, you want to make more. But when you get, like, like I said, when you get kind of used to what you have, what you make, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I talked to like some of my buddies and like, oh, what if I, what if I was bringing home like 20 G's a month, right? Mm-hmm. I can hear some feedback on your thing. What, what you, you know, I can make yeah. like no, no, no. anything that would change. You make 20,000 20, a month, you can spend 15 of it. Trust yeah, me. I'm a, yeah, I'm still going to only put like, away the more money get, you make, the more yeah. things. Yeah, I'm still only going to save two G's, right? Like I do now. So you're going to, you know, you said I can spend yeah. 18 G's. Like the toys will change, right? The toys will definitely change. You know, like when I say toys, yeah, okay. I'm talking about like cars, you know, and you're talking about just like, I don't know, man. Like I already have a phone that is the brand new phone, right? I already have a computer that's, you know, up top of the line sure. I have a tv is top of sure. like, yeah. what else could you really have more besides changing your zip code and living somewhere in the same size house but in a better neighborhood that's worth now you know yeah. three times neighborhood whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. but you know better yeah. what do you mean like, i mean it's better? like <laughs> yeah 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 there, there, there was a point where i was you know I'm buying every single phone i had three phones for some reason at one point like you know you, you have so many consumerism items right when it comes down to the situation where in the end man you're sitting there just thinking about man why do i get a new phone every year what did, what, did, what did my phone do different did it text different like i mean reality we're not really calling everybody all the time but did it text different like did the internet show up different on my phone than the, the other one like right there's really no other new thing going that these companies are pulling out except for a camera if you actually look at the, the difference between a phone now and, yeah. and a phone that the next year and the next year is the camera got better but that camera is only good on that phone. So unless that phone 
you're going to show it to the whole world. Like, look at the picture I took. Like, it doesn't make a difference once you send it to somebody else. Whatever they're going to see is the best of their fault, right? Yeah, the only, like, the that's the way that, that the compression works on. Yeah, the only thing I like to – like, the phone, I'm not even – we're from the same era, obviously. And I had to have the newest phone every year, right? Yeah. I had to. Now, I didn't go to the 11, so I did skip between 10 and 11. That's the only one I stopped. But, you know, okay. I saw that the 10 started – the 10 was in mint condition, man. Mint condition after two years. and Or more than two years. I think it was almost three years. And, uh, you know, it was it was in mint condition, but it started glitching as far as, like, the software. And they, obviously Apple does that on purpose, right? So once you put the new iOS and you keep putting more yeah. iOS, it not just slows it down, but it takes way more storage on your phone, right? It's And you're listening to season two of the Educators Podcast. This right here is a good moment for you to hit that subscribe, that like, that follow button, rate and review the show. And you know what? Maybe you have a book coming out. Maybe you have a show. Maybe you have a company you're trying to promote. Let me know. Let's get you on here. Hit me up on Instagram at Educators. I'm also on Twitter. Enjoy the show. So it starts like it starts taking more. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, we just, you know, we got a good deal on the 12, but that's the only thing I like to, I like to splurge on is my technology. You know what I mean? I feel like, just like you said, there's consumerism. Yeah. There's also a level of materialistic addiction that people have where they have to yeah. have the newest shoes, right? They have to have the, the, they have to have the, the brand name t-shirts, you know, they have to have a, you know, uh, whatever it may be, right? Watches, right? Like a sure. role. Sure, like, sure. Those, so when I call, when we're talking about toys, those are toys, right? Everything that you, I mean, obviously shoes are toys, but things that you don't need that you put on or, or you use, you know, like people get jet skis, right? Or they start buying boats or they start buying like, you know, whatever snowboards, whatever it is like that. Those to me are, are things that are, are for fun, you know? So those are toys. So that's the only sure. thing that can really change when you make more money is that you are going to have nicer and newer toys. You know what I mean? Like, nice. Yeah. I mean, do you mean like you can sit there with a 2009 blue Toyota Corolla with, you know, four different engines in there, whatever the heck you still have in there, right? Yeah. Um, brand new engine. You, no, a brand new, it's like third engine or something like that. Um, second, it's a second. But it's a new computer. You, 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 you can still upgrade. You can sit there and go, man, you know what? I'm going to buy you know, a used car or I'm going to buy a newer car because you have more money or you don't have as much debt or whatever it is, right? Like, you know, some people ask me like, oh, how come you don't just get a new vehicle? Like, you know, if you have to put in, you know, $2,000 every year into your Audi. So you can't whatever, buy a new like, car for $2,000. I mean, you can't buy a new car for $2,000, right? You, and even and you're going to buy another used car for $2,000? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, why you the same thing? It's the same thing, or, or like if you actually put it into perspective, right? Like if I were to buy a brand new Audi A3, the same thing that I have with, with this, you know, 3.2 liter, whatever you name it, whatever, whatever it is, right? I buy a brand new one, that's going to cost me right around 40 grand, 43 grand, 45 grand for what I have and what it, what it is compared to today, right? And then the thing that I bought was, you know, eight grand, and I've maybe put in six grand into it additionally, that has nowhere close to even 20 grand. That has nowhere close to 30 or 43 grand. Like, yeah. Do I have to put in more money? Sure, but I don't spend as much money or I don't, that $43,000 vehicle, I, I wasn't going to pay cash. People right? don't so like, that people don't like to, yeah, people don't like to put in money into, like cars is the worst investment, right, ever. So like people don't like to, you know, like. Maybe, oh, it is. That's why, that's why I buy new, 
<laughs> right. So when you put, when people put money into it, they're like, I'm putting, you know, let's say like, for instance, like you said, my car went down and it stopped working. So it's like, okay, it's going to cost yeah. me about $2,000 to fix. Right. So at that point, it's like, oh, I'll just get a new car. Cause your car's not worth that much. Or it's like, you know, it's worth like two, 3000, whatever. It's like, yes, I understand that. But sure. what other car I'm going to buy another used car for 2000. That could be this, you know, it could be worse. It could be a lemon. We don't know. Right. Or, or I have the car that I have now. I fix this one problem and then we keep going, you know? So it's like, and it, I know it does hurt inside when you look at a value and you go like, Oh my God, that's not a good value. But you know, at that point it was like, okay, I fixed this engine real quick. You know, I'm losing a hundred thousand miles on it. Cause it had 160, it went down to 60. So now I'm like, you know, so then it's like, I got a little bit of extra life on it. And this, you know, and when the wheels fall off then the wheels are going to fall off, yeah. you know? but it's, it's the same thing kind of like when houses, right. When people like get a house and like, Oh, I don't want to fix it up. It's like, yes, but like, you know, you're always going to have to continue to spend on the house. You know what I mean? Like the fence goes down because of the weather the other day, yeah. oh. you got to fix the fence, you know, or, you know yeah, what I mean? Like your, your flooring gets outdated. You got to put more, it's like, but sometimes people only want to buy new, 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 but, you know, and you know, for instance, right now, like, okay, right now that you live, like, you, you know, you're renting. And this mm-hmm. is a question I have for you right now on the spot. When you go in, sure. to, when you want to move, right, and it's time for you guys to purchase a home, what are you going to be looking for? Are you going to be, because you've, you've, you've grown up in two brand new homes. You've also grown up in, you also lived in homes that are, you know, second use or whatever. Are you looking for a home that is yeah. a brand new build out? Or are you going to be looking for a home that's 10 years old or, or 20 years old? It'd probably be older than that, honestly. It'll probably be, you know, maybe about 50, 60 years old um, because you get more land for something smaller, right? And, and it's the way it is. Like, it's me and my wife and the dog. And we have a German Shepherd, and there's no kids involved. There's no family no involved. And uh, uh, Yeah, well, chances involved, right? But, you know, it's <laughs> my brother-in-law, um, who's in his early 20s. Um, but there, there's no there's no setup for what we want, right? Right now we have a five bedroom house. There's three people living here. We have two bedrooms that are completely empty. These white walls itself, I'm in, I'm in my office currently, right? But we have two bedrooms that have just these white walls. There's nothing inside the rooms itself. We don't need as much space, but for some reason, when we were looking for a house previously that had solar, it was a brand new build. It was, it was right in the price range and it was a little bit cheaper than we were paying for in the Bay Area. And you know, it's close to home, it's close to the freeways, it's close to, it had pretty much had all the, all the boxes checked. Right. Just no land, no yard, no nothing, right? So we, we didn't have the dog back then. So, it, you know, it, it really didn't matter. Now we have a dog. We're like, okay, now we do want, you know, a little more land. We want more land anyways because, you know, my wife likes the garden. She wants to plant all her vegetables and, and, and time becomes. And she's going to be doing it pretty soon because the freeze is about to be over here in February. So she's going to start planting all of her vegetables. And we're going to have, you know, hopefully a plentiful, uh, you know, harvest. But right. things like that you can't do in a new build, right? There's, there's no backyard. There's no... Uh, yard uh, itself to begin with, right? We want space. We want yard. We want a little bit of more land. And, you know, having more land comes with a smaller house. And the smaller house is absolutely fine. The smaller house comes with an older home. And the older home is fine because you can make it the way you want, right? You know, newer homes, it is a cookie cutter. You walk into it, you're like, okay, I can kind of see myself doing this. I can kind of see myself doing that. Then you have to jump into another build and, and see what they're doing, right? But when it comes to an older home, you go into it, you see all the character. You're like, okay, you know what? This works for me. The land works for me. I can repaint this because you're going to repaint anyways, right? You're going to have to put new flooring anyways. You're going to have to do this and that. So you're going to make it the way you're going to want. Yeah, paint, you could do paint inside. You could do paint outside, right? Yeah. That's all it really takes. Like, it would be like a house is like this, just four walls, right? Yeah. 
the flooring is easy to change and it's not yeah. that expensive. You do it yourself if you wanted to. The kitchen counters, obviously, yeah. there are big time and then the cabinets, right? And after that, it's like everything else is really minimal. So, like, and the reason I asked you that is because I'm like, I'm glad that you kind of said that because you live like in brand new developments, you live in brand new homes. You, right now, you're renting a brand new home. So, you kind of like, you know, the, the cool stuff of a new house. Mm-hmm. I like to compare it with the car. So, when we, if you get it, if you get a 19, yeah. Yeah, if, you get yeah, yeah. A, sorry, if you have a 2009 car like me, brand new, right? And now it's 2020. Uh-huh. Now it's 2020. And you look at a 2020 Corolla of the same car, right? Same model. There's obviously going to be some upgrades because things change, right? Things become more normal. Uh-huh. Like the lighting, right? Obviously everything inside the dashboard, right? It's probably now they don't have, you know, mine has a CD player, but now they don't. So now they have, you know, just straight Bluetooth capabilities, right? They have a charger, obviously, for your phone and all that stuff. Okay. All the cool things. They probably have Pandora mm-hmm. already set up or some kind of Spotify already into the base, you know, or into the dash. So, you know, yeah, maps, things that are more normal in 2020. So to me, when I, when you look at a house, I see the same thing. People want a brand new home. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've smelled a brand new home. We've lived in brand new homes growing up. It's amazing, right? It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it, it was a different time. Now you look at a brand new home. And it, it's almost like they're becoming smaller as the days go on, right? As the days go by, they're making oh, the houses even smaller, yeah. right? So the house is smaller. Your land, like you say, your lot is a lot smaller. Oh, We're talking about you only going to oh, yeah. right now your lot. When you walk out, you hit the fence in two steps. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Right. So they don't give you a lot. You don't even yeah. have like a parking, you know, a driveway. Like those are not even a thing anymore. Driveways are not even a thing. Uh-huh. They have like parking lots now for some of these housing. Have you seen the housing developments now? Like they have parking lots, like in brand new homes, they have parking lots where you just park yeah, park. and you got to walk yeah. like yeah. two blocks to your house. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like if people come no, over. No, no one has a garage. You have no extra storage, right? For like the extracurricular things that you wanted, right? So you can't have a kayak. You can't have your bike. You know, your bike has to be in your house, right? So like there's, there, you lose a lot from having a brand new build. And the same lot size that you would originally have, they're putting two, maybe three houses in the same lot size, and they're just building up, right? I mean, I have a friend who bought in uh, Hayward recently with the last couple of years, and you know, he, there was no land, there was no lot. It was just, you, you, you drive up, and he has a garage, and then that's your first floor. Your second floor is your actual living space. Third floor is, you know, your, you know, your actual bedrooms. But like, you're right next to each other on, on the actual build, and it's 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 your own home, but you're continuously into like maybe four that or five homes. Like a, that that it has like an apartment feel that I don't like, you know, because I used to, you it know, has an apartment where it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, not apartment, but like condo feel like it's mine, but it's like, I don't have privacy, you know, I don't, I can't have people over, yeah, you know, I can't have a, yeah. a yeah. random barbecue with 20 people over. I can't do that. No, no. you can't have a big event, whatever it is. But then again, you got to realize that, you know, that the times are changing. There's a lot of different type of people out there and, you know, like, the social distancing thing, it works for a lot and it doesn't work for a lot of people, right? So like you have both both areas of the spectrum, right? Where it comes even to like uh, distance learning, right? My wife was having a hard time learning distance learning because she was like, why am I looking at a screen and paying this much money to look at a screen to do everything myself? And, you know, the, the environment that you're in and the collaboration that you get from other people in the classroom and, and talking face-to-face is entirely different. The same thing works with people who have these types of homes, right? They they don't need that social aspect or they're okay with that one to two friends, right? But when we grew up, we had, you know, 15, 20 different friends. Like, hey, we have a party. Our birthday parties had, you know, 15, 20 people or families, whatever it is. We have a big family, right? So our our families were huge, right? Every time we had, you know, a birthday for somebody, 
you already know there's about 60 people in the house right. and you're just like how the heck do we fit all that people but right. now these homes you're like dude i can only fit maybe two families three families max and that's about it right so on a new home right the, the new home that i'll be looking for will be an older home right and that, that's pretty much it my my car is in 2007 it is older than your car i have a tape deck in my car right and it is an Audi, right and, so like yeah, take the, you know there, there is okay I got a CD. I got a tape deck, bro. Like, you know, and it still works, right? I got that tape deck to the little, to the wire, to the, you know, the audio, to the audio, to the little you, tiny little. You, you rewind the tapes? Do you, put, do you rewind the tapes? You put a pencil in there and, and rewind it yourself. Oh, oh, before I return it back to Blockbuster? Yeah. No, dude. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it, the, the tape so, doesn't leave the actual thing, right? Yeah, I just leave I it in I, there, right? Same thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, yeah. So, like, when it comes down to like these, these new homes and, and, and new, new materials and so forth, you know, do we want the new vehicle or, you know, the, the new thing? Like, yeah, we're all going to want it. Right. But it's, is it financially smart to do it? Like it all depends on the person. It all depends on what you're doing. It all depends on everything. Right. I personally, I don't care enough to actually buy something new unless I actually want it or need it. Right. Like if I'm going to go fishing, right. With my, my, my boys, I'm just going to buy an old rod, like the new rod and the old rod are going to be the exact same thing. Right. It's just, what do, do I want to spend 160 bucks on a new rod or do I want to spend 30 bucks at, you know, for somebody off of offer up that does the exact same thing that they're not using anymore. Right. Yeah. It does the exact same thing. We're just going to enjoy our time and, and enjoy 30 bucks and 150 bucks. Like that, I'm, I'm going to pocket the difference and, and save it for something else that I actually do want to buy or go out to eat or do something different. You know? Yeah. I think you have to just, you just everyone has to have their, their priorities on where they want their money to go. You know? So like I value yeah. vacation, I value vacation. Right. Some people don't value that. Some people don't think of that. Sure. They just work, 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 work. Or to them, it's like hanging out at home, watching Netflix is it's vacation. To me, like I like going to an airport and knowing that I'm leaving and you know, and going somewhere for a little bit. I like that. So I, I like it. I'm, yeah. I like doing it two, three times a year. Obviously, with COVID has been shut down. We only did it once a year. We only did it one time this year. But, but definitely when this is over, man, trust me, I'm going to be on the plane again, you know, every three months, you know, because I like to just see the world because man, if you start thinking about it there's not that much time left on this planet it's like for us so you know there, there's not enough world there's not enough time to see the world right that's left so with, with that oh, being said you know like exactly. people put priorities on, on what they spend and then we're talking about housing is because you know i bought a older home right and i talked to people that i know like, oh no i want a new home and it's like look bro i grew up in a new home like both times right i i know what a new home looks like i know what it is to be in a new development it's amazing but i also know where we're at you know, and, and honestly, like if I move, this is the thing though, because I know where I live. I know like my neighborhood. If I moved to like Fresno, right? Or I'm just picking a random place. Let's just say Fresno or I moved to like Oakley, California, whatever, some random place. I would look for a new development because I'm an outsider and that's just me, right? So as I'm coming in and I see new homes being built, my mind would tell me, hey, just go check this out, right? It's brand new. They're going to have a new park, new school, whatever, right? Because that's what your mind... And, and kind of what society kind of tells you but since i am from here and i know the neighborhood and i don't fear it you know what i mean like i'm not like worried like oh my god right yeah. to me it's like i know every neighborhood in sac so it's like it's okay you know obviously there's there's ones that i'm very familiar with i'm okay living there does that make sense like I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me yeah. right it's cool to see like walk around these streets and know that i used to go through here you know so like that's okay. But I do know, like, if I was like, let's say I got a job offer in like Seattle or something, right. Some random place, you know, obviously we would try, if we could afford it, we would try to look for a new bill, you know? And like, it's just something, I don't know, maybe when they come from people sure. who come to the Bay area, 
who are coming with a bunch of cash on hand, you know, let's say they sold their home, like you said, for seven fifty or a million dollars, and they come to the homeless and they see a brand new build for four fifty, five hundred, they don't even blink. They just buy it cash straight up. They put some money yeah, in the they bank. They upgrade the the heck out of it, right? They put a pool, whatever. They get a new car, and then they have a new life, literally in Sacramento, right? And they're probably laughing at how much things cost here. Like, wow, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it may, even sounds weird. I mean, even to get gas in the Bay Area because of, of the size of the population and where the areas are and so forth, and you know, we're actually they're actually going to put a gas station because it's not a tech company, right? Gas is very old school, right? They're yeah. they're they're hard, they're hard to actually get, they're hard to actually pull in. They're hard, they're hard to even get gas, right? Because a lot of people over there actually use public transportation, and they have a great uh, series of public transportation, whether it's it is the bus or it is. You know, like over here in Sacramento, it's the RT, um, you know, the regional transit over there. It's going to be Caltrans. It's going to be, you know, whatever it is. And I've taken those things to go from San Jose up to, uh, you know, the, uh, San Francisco to the city. And it was you know, maybe about 20 bucks. And we went up and hung out. You, you know, you can drink. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting a DUI because it's all available. It's all easy to get to, right? Yeah. Same thing. Take your Uber, take whatever it is. Your lift over to the airport. There you go. You're done in and out, right? Here in Sacramento, it's a little harder to go. Right? Yeah, like, we're a little too stressed out. Yeah, for that, we're too stressed out. Yeah, we are stressed out. Right? You, you go to downtown Sacramento, you try to you, call, you try to call Uber, you're going to have to wait like 10, 15 minutes, right? You call it out, whatever it is. Sometimes you can pull it in a little bit, little bit closer, a little bit easier. But in the Bay Area, it doesn't matter, matter what time, what, you know, what time of day it is. It could be 2 a.m., it could be 4 a.m., it could be, you know, noon. You pull it up your, your app. There's somebody there within three minutes. Like it's just, it's that insane of how big the population is and how many people are there for you in order for you to get you know accessibility to things and so forth, right? So it is it is easier to do it over there than it is over here on that kind of situation, right? So I, I mean, me personally, again, when it comes down to the you know new build, old build, again, we lived in new houses. I, I don't mind a new house. New house is easier for my wife. She she doesn't want to deal with the headache, and, and it's easier when you want to rent because again. You don't have to deal with anything breaking down, anything you know, damaging, whatever it is. It's all brand new, right? There's there's no issues and there's nothing to do with, you know. Unless they build it, unless they build uh, it bad. The, the central area. Sometimes they're building bad. Sometimes they don't. Unless build they build it bad, right? But like, there there there, there is you know uh, the accessibility of having those central air, you know, in, in a new build and an older home, right? So a new build, you're gonna get that thermostat. You click it onto whatever you want, boom, you're done. An older house, it, it may not be available. You have to upgrade the windows. You may have to. You know, get rid of the fireplace and figure out a different new way to actually get some heat in there, whatever it is, or figure out you know the fan situation because we don't need any fans in here because we have AC. Like there, there, there's those. There's just know, up, things. There's new things. They're, they're new things. They're, they're updates. They're updates. That's all. There's new things. Yeah, they're updates, right? But you know, in Sacramento, it does get to 105 degrees, whatever it is, in the summer, and you're saying like, dude, I really want to deal with. You know, just a fan over my head and sweating, and you know, on the couch and leather. Hey, it's cool. You open like, the windows, it's nice, it's chill. When I saw yeah, like, it's, it's cool. <laughs> when I, saw it's cool. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, dude, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. In my vehicle, when I bought it, the AC didn't work. I'm like, that's fine. I live in the barrier, I don't need AC. I moved to Sacramento, like, when you're driving on the freeway, it's open your windows, guess what? That, that it feels just as good as the AC is. Right, and you're getting fresh air. Yeah, right? but it's an, it's annoying so, the car so though. Recently, the, it's you know, annoying the, the car though, because you like you know you can't listen to the music. Like it's annoying. The air is annoying to me. The wind, I don't know. It's annoying. I don't know, man. It, for me, for me, I prefer. I prefer to just open up the window, anyways. You know, that, that's just that's just me. Like you, you roll down the window, you get to enjoy. You know, you get to enjoy the drive. You buy the vehicle, enjoy the vehicle. <laughs> if, you know, whatever it is, like yeah. if if you bought it because it has AC, 
Yeah. And then you use it, right? But like yeah, everyone has their own priorities, right? Kind of thing when it comes down to that stuff. No, and, and that's what it is. Like the, the, I mean, the priority thing is huge. Like you said, like, I mean, you, you were talking about like what you want, right? That you want the, the updated things in your house or you don't want the updated things. Like it could be a headache, right? Or the air, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know. Those are big purchases, right? So, you know, people have to, yeah. like you said, prioritize. Maybe somebody wants to downsize, you know, maybe somebody wants a, a smaller lot, you know, they don't want to worry about that, you know, like, cause there's, you know, it got HOA. there's just different things that you don't want to deal with, or there's things that you are okay with, you know? So I think that, you know, I know, okay, how do I say this? If you're like, when people call it a starter home, you know, cause it's different, right? When people call it a starter home, it's like, we're ready, but we're maybe we're not ready for the one we really want, you know? And so that's where I would put ours, us right there. Like we're ready, we can get it, but it's obviously like, you know, if you put if you line me up a bunch of houses, you're probably going to pick another one, but you can't get it, you know? So you got to just go with, you know, something that you can get. And then you're like, yeah, I mean, and then you could, you can mold it however you want. You know what I mean? You could paint the house however you want. Yeah. You, know, you can change the windows. You could, I mean, houses, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to see how much you could change on your own. Really. There's so many things you could just change that make a big difference, you know, and, and, you know, paint, the color of the paint makes a big difference, you know, in a house. If you go by a neighborhood, you see a house has been recently painted. You're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? You could just tell, you know, they got, the, there's new color, color palettes that they use, you know, there's just new ways, you know? So I think it just depends what people want to do, you know, how much they want to spend, um, where they want to live, you know, do they want to live somewhere that's really busy? Do they want to live somewhere that's a small town where there's no one there, you know, where it's like less traffic. Some people like having everything because yeah. they, you know, so it's just like somebody, people want to have access to, you know, the arena, you know, be close to the arena, be close to the airport, be close. Even though it's like, you only go to the airport once a year, but it's still, it's like knowing that the airport's only 10 minutes away, feels good. Knowing that, yeah, I understand. I don't go to all the Kings yeah. games, but knowing that if I felt like going to the Kings games, it would take me 10 minutes to get there. It feels good. You know, like for some reason, like it's like being there, even though yeah. you don't use those things all the time, it's great. You know, it's kind of like, you know, there's a Home Depot down the street. Doesn't mean I go all the time, but I trust me. I like to know that Home Depot's five minutes away. You know, or whatever, any kind of place, grocery stores, two minutes away. Yeah, just, people want that access. Like, like people move to downtown. Yeah, people move to downtown, Midtown, Sacramento, whatever it is. Like, oh, dude, I can go out, walk, get you know, get a beer, grab this. I'm like, dude, you're not getting a beer every day. Every day, right? Yeah, right? You're, you're, you're not, not going out to eat every coffee. day. Coffee right? like, yeah, like like even if you if you could do it, like let's say let's say every Saturday, every Friday, like hey man, I'm gonna go get this barbecue. I'm gonna go that and get this down the street, whatever it is. I'm gonna go walk and pick it up, whatever it is. Like you know, doesn't mean your boys or your your friends or or whoever are gonna come by and do it every single time with you. Because guess what, we all can't afford all that all the time, right? And you're not gonna pay for everybody all, all the time. So it works the same way. Like if you buy a new bike, right, and the other boys have you know an older Huffy from, from you know Walmart. They're gonna write that be because cool, man. Be that's cool, what they got, right? And like, twins, right? So like you know, we all can't have you know, a, yeah, we all can't have a collection of six bikes, Alex. But you know, the rest of us only have one bike, you know. But right. for you know, that, that's what for it is. Those bikes, for those bikes for free. Four of those bikes for free, so it'd be cool. Okay, yeah. So but like we all don't have accessibility to all this stuff, or, or the room to put all this stuff, or whatever it is. Some people live in apartments. Some people live in you know, you know, older homes, and they don't have a lot of space, or they have you know a lot of space. And they don't know how to feel it. They just feel junk. Like everyone buys what they want and how they want it. And it's like where you live is is, is a key thing. And, and and I prefer to be outside. I, I, I you know when 
Well, my time off is like, again, like I said, it's fishing, it's snowboarding, it's, it's, it's camping, it's hiking, it's, it's anything to do outdoors. So really, I mean, if you walk into my house, I have a, a couch that has a room for like two people and there's nothing else really in my house. There's a small coffee table and, and some seats in the, for the bar stool. You area, have a nice that's about it. The house though. is empty. I don't have You those. have a nice espresso machine though. Say it again? You do have a nice espresso. I do have a nice espresso machine. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, well, when, when it comes to things like that, coffee is my thing, right? I, I love coffee. I buy nice grinders. I buy a nice coffee pot. I buy everything that's really nice. And it does cost way more than somebody would pay for that, you know, at that, you know, let's say Target for 20, 30 bucks. You, you know, are you talking about my, are you talking about like $400? Are you putting uh, down my Folgers? Are you putting down my Folgers coffee right now? What are you doing? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I go to like, you know, uh, roasteries, right? I, I try different roasteries here in Sacramento, in the Bay Area, you know, Oregon, Washington, you name it. We, we've done a whole trip or we road tripped and tried different coffees all around um, LA, you name it. And, you know, we, we've tried different types of coffees and, you know, what, whether it comes from, you know, Costa Rica, Bolivia, uh, Guatemala, uh, Mexico, you name it, right? We've Ethiopia, we, we, we tried different varieties and we keep trying new places because there's a different flavor to it, right? Not a lot of people buy it just for the pick me. A lot of people go to Starbucks and buy, you know, sugar. milk and sugar and so forth. And that, yeah, it is. What would be I'm glad you brought us up into the coffee thing because I was going to, I was going to end it up because we have, we have a little bit of time left. I was going to end it off with a little coffee talk. What is it, you know, what it would be a perfect cup of coffee for you? You know what I mean? Like, what, you know, how does that, you know, because you're obviously saying all these different flavors, all these different things, right? So I think like, and obviously I got it from you because you used to talk mess like, bro, do you want coffee or you want sugar? And honestly, like, it was great because I got, I went into this whole keto thing where I stopped drinking, you know, eating sugar. And I was like, okay, I can't have sugar in it, you know? So I just yeah. go milk and coffee. And then obviously milk has a certain amount of sugars, you know, natural sugars. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go straight coffee. And so I've developed this thing where coffee to me is, it's just something I do. My body like, wants it a little bit you know it doesn't really pick me up really because i'm already i'm okay you know but i'll just sure. sip on it you know it gets, to, yeah. it gets my digestive system going get my body going you know and then i'm ready to go for the day you know so what what is it that like i don't know when did you switch to kind of like focusing more on like okay i just want coffee i don't want a frappuccino i mean it's kind of hard, man. I mean, I guess I was going through high school and, you know, all the all the girls that you hang out with, whatever it is, they all wanted the Frappuccino. So you got the Frappuccino uh, with uh, them. Enjoy caramel, that caramel, whatever it is, right? Yeah, venti caramel yeah. Frappuccino yeah. with caramel on the sides with the drizzle on top. Yeah. So, like, you know, you, you really go through that phase, and that's okay. Some people do. Some people don't get out of it. You know, I know people get it every morning. Hey, and it's like, hey, that's you know, you the, get a Frappuccino every morning. That makes hey, that's sense. The, that's the gateway drink. The gateway drink is the uh, is Frappuccino. It gets you into the, the Yeah. Yeah, the gateway drink. That is that is the gateway drink, right? You, you pull them with the sugar, right? And you're, you're hooked for life, right? So I don't know. You have to grow up a little bit more and so forth and actually uh, reading more about what coffee is and how it came through. I, I had to do a, a presentation and uh, some things for for actual like a plant product or whatever it was in a business for one of my business classes and coffee came into play. And I was like, man, I really like coffee. And I did more uh, – uh, dealt more into it and so forth and became more of a, an obsession, a, a, more of a passion for me at this point. And really the coffee thing, man, it, it's, it's incredible to think of how it's roasted and, and how it's actually grown and, and, you know, where it's grown and how uh, the process is of whether it's washed or uh, honey processed and, you know, how that's all dried up and, and so forth and how you get to the actual bean. And it's not really a bean, it's more of a cherry, right? It's a fruit. And you know, a lot of million people think about that, right? The coffee is, is a fruit. That's crazy. And, it, it comes down to the point where we, where 
you know, the different ways of how it gets roasted and, and, and how deep it gets roasted and, 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 and so forth. So when it comes out to an actual bag of coffee and how long it's been roasted and, and, you know, what I drink out of it, sometimes you can't taste all the notes. You know, these, these people go crazy and go, man, you know, I taste the milk chocolate and caramel and, and, and you know, yeah. and what has the citrus, you know, taste to it. Like sometimes you do get that when your first couple cups of coffee and then after that you get used to it. Right. So you don't taste it all the time, but you know, the, the having a hot coffee in the morning and enjoying, you know, the, the fruits and labor of the world, right. It, coffee is, is, is getting more and more expensive, you know, and there, there's different ways or they're, they're, they're harvesting it and bringing it in and so forth. And if you actually try a coffee from, you know, a local roaster, like here in Sacramento, we have, you know, um, Insight, we have Temple, we have Old Soul, we have uh, Pachamama, we have a bunch of different locations. That, you know, I, I worked the Chocolate Fish, which I worked at for a little bit, and I enjoyed it a lot uh, before I started you know, doing this. Uh, what I do now, pipeline construction work, and you know, I, I do go back and I, every other weekend or so, you know, that is a date day with my wife. You know, we, we go out, we find a new roastery because we need new coffee beans, you know, to, to roast to you know, do here at the house. I roast my own coffee beans here as well. Uh, from a Mexico blend off, off of one of these guys that you can buy off them green coffee and you roast it yourself. And um, that's what we do. We get a cup of coffee. We try their espresso. We try how they did it. We talk to them a little bit and, you know, right. that's, that's our date day, right? right? Where we go in and, you know, bring co coffee home and, you know, a week and a half, two weeks later, you know, we, we go out and do it again, live for a different place or same place. And we, we get a different type of bag because maybe we didn't like that one. We like that one a lot. We want to try something different. You know, there's, there's new ways uh, to incorporate that in our lifestyle. So I, I like that you, just thinking about that, you're talking about the process. I think we can compare that to obviously wine, right? We can compare it to uh, tequila tasting. We can also compare it to obviously, you know, beer, like craft beer. And so like a lot of times, you know, our lives just let us make us just consume it fast and we don't think about it, you know, but there's a story behind all these drinks, you know, like people take the time to cultivate this, right? Work on it and work their craft. We don't obviously know the person that does it, right? We don't know the family that's doing this. But it's obviously no. a, a family in, in Venezuela, right? We're growing this coffee and, you know, whatever, right? Colombia. And then, you know, it comes to us through somebody else, right? And so it's like sometimes it's cool to kind of slow down, take a second and like actually like enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we just consume it so fast. You know what I mean? People just do it so quick, you know, like, oh, what wine is this? I don't care. But like, there's a story behind this. You know, this family came and then they bought this land and then they have, you know, and it's like, and so thinking of all that, like, it's cool because when you drink coffee, like you said, you know, you go on your day dates right now, this morning, I went outside to like, uh, you know, get this table that I had outside, uh, is that covered? So I brought this table in and I heard like these birds, but it sounded like seagulls, you know, but I know they weren't, it's like, they weren't a sack, right? I heard they sound like these seagulls and then it was cold, you know, it's wet. And I just thought of like Seattle right away, you know, so it came, you know, the sensory, it came yeah. back to, and then I just, uh, I was telling Anna about this, like, you know, when we went to, um, not Seattle's best, but uh, it's another Seattle coffee. It's it's a big coffee one. I think it's, I think it's Seattle Coffee Works. I'm not sure of the name, but it's it's one right there, you know, on the close to the you know Pike Place. And so it, it just place. like yeah, it had like this feeling like okay, you know, it just brought you back to like having this coffee in this cold you know environment with the sounds, you know. And I told her, like, wouldn't it be amazing to live like in the Pacific Northwest, where like I don't know, I always think of like the movie Free Willy, right? Where like you go outside and everything's amazing, right? I know they oh, yeah. they that. I think they filmed that in Vancouver, right? I'm not sure. I think they filmed it in Washington, but or somewhere in no, somewhere in sorry, Canada. But like, you go, and, yeah, it was in Canada for sure. But it was like, I don't know, like these sensory things that you have, right? Where it's like, it doesn't have to be this quick coffee, 
from the gas station on the way to work while you're scarfing down a donut. You know what I mean? You could also take coffee to a fancy feeling where it's like, you know, I'm going to take the process, take my time to develop this coffee. You know what I mean? And, and actually enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's just a cup of coffee, but it can go in so many different ways. You know what I mean? It could be fast. And it oh, yeah. uh, we've done time. the same thing. We've done the same thing with, with, even with food, right? Like, you know, there, there was a one moment time where we, we, we took a cruise, my wife and I, and, and we went to this, you know, uh, it was a, like a five, six course meal in, in that cruise that we wanted to really tr- enjoy and so forth that it was like world renowned and they had a specific type of meal plan kind of thing. And there, there was a gentleman, there, there was a, a, a chef who made a asparagus risotto and you know, it was for like a, to be vegetarian and so forth. So my wife, you know, was not eating meat at the time and still not. And, you know, the, the chef made off menu a asparagus risotto for her. And it was honestly the most delicious asparagus risotto we've ever had or risotto we've ever had, period. Right. To the point where both of us were just like, man, this is so great, this and that. The chef came out, he goes, hey, I just want to see where everything's going. I'm like, dude, like, we don't know how to explain this to you. This risotto is amazing. He goes, oh, you know what? Give me a minute. You know, like, you know, give me about 15 minutes. So he goes back, comes back out. And he goes, I made you another one just for you guys, this and that. So like just that whole experience itself, right? Well, it was one thing. So anytime that we see on the menu or something, or it says risotto, we're like, dude, do you remember that one Remember time? that one guy? Yeah. yeah you remember <laughs> that one that we were there, that chef, that moment, that, that, you know, that, that experience, that was the greatest feeling that we've ever had kind of thing. And was that trip amazing? Yeah. We went to the private island in the, in the Caymans. We went to Mexico. We did all this, but that risotto, right? That that risotto right. was it, right? Same thing with coffee. Like we would, we have a specific coffee. We go, man. It's like remember going to Oregon and trying this place in Portland. Or remember going up? There was that one spot. We don't even know the city anymore that we stopped at. And you know they right. just kind of just like, hey, you guys want coffee? And they give it to us for free because we were so cold and it was snowing. We're just like, you want, you know, this and that. And like those kind of moments really come, you know, bring it back to you. And, yeah. You know, the Pacific Northwest, same thing. All that, the hot coffee with the cold weather just kind of works perfect. And that, that's kind of like what. But we do, you know, that, that that's our thing. Coffee's our thing, that the food sensory thing, that, that that's amazing. It's crazy how, you, how that, you know, how that kind of sticks with you, right? Little things like that. It could be like, a, you know, it's obviously culture, right? Because some people drink tea, some people drink uh, chai, whatever it may be, right? Um, but there's like this nostalgia behind these, you know, because we didn't grow up on coffee like that. You know, it wasn't like something that we just, you know, our dad drank it black you know so i kind of felt like oh if my dad could drink it black i could drink it black right that was kind of my thing i never liked to put anything in there right i never liked to put sugar in there at all right and i never did because it just i don't like the taste of that i don't like that taste you know i do like macchiatos and different little things like that but i don't like the taste of cane sugar right and milk in my coffee like that taste doesn't i don't like it it doesn't it's not my thing so i've always liked either we're gonna go black or we're gonna go something like with an espresso drink or something you know but it's crazy, you know, you go to, you go to, you know, mm-hmm. Europe, right? You're in Spain and you're asking for a coffee. Oh, I'll get the big one, please. All right. The big one. And the big one is still half of a tall here. Right. It's like, come on, bro. Like, wait, that's not going to, you know what I mean? Like what? You know? So like, this is big, you know yeah. I'm Like what? That's a double yeah. shot. You know? So just to show you how culturally, like how we just, like you said, we overconsume everything here. We want everything to be super big. We want everything to be super fast. We want it done now. We have no patience, right? We need to be in our hands, you know? And so sometimes it's cool to kind of just mm-hmm. relax a bit and take a second and, and bring it back. You know, and I talk about it, you know, we got a couple more minutes here before we wrap it up, but I talk about it with my students and I saw something before and it was, uh, it was talking about bread, right? It was an article or, or it was like a little, like somebody wrote like a thing. Um, and it was like, ask your students when they hear the word bread, right? Ask him to draw it and then ask him to like share something about it. 
And just like alone, something simple as bread is different to everybody, right? Because, yeah. you know, obviously there's some culture that, you, you know, the naan is their bread, right? So if you say bread, boom, you know, if you say, right, in Mexico, you, you know, obviously there's bread and tortillas, but you say bread in Mexico, we're thinking like, bolillo. right, bolillo, right? Or un birote, right? Or you're thinking obviously like una concha or un puerquito, whatever it may be, right? Bread comes in different shapes and sizes, but like consuming it will give you a feeling, you know what I mean? Like it gives you a feeling, right? You th I'm never going to forget, you know, el bolillo, right? With frijoles, huevo, right? I'm never going to forget those. Like when I see a bolillo, to me, I'm thinking I got to take everything out of it, put some frijoles in there, put some huevo, right? With jamón in there. And that's my, you know, that to me, like, that brings back growing up, you know, and going to Mexico, right? In La Planta, right? Like that brings yeah. it back. It brings it back. That's all, that one does bring it back to that, right? Or then you might see a slice, so for somebody, a slice of, you know, iron kids, you know, might be their bread, right? Or or wheat or rye, whatever it may be. So it's like, to me, the same thing, when you're talking about the coffee, it kind of brings it back where it's like, let's talk about coffee here. You know, describe your best cup of coffee, whatever. And someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, AM, PM, bro. I get the coffee right there in the morning. I, I pump like two things of hazelnut. That's their coffee, though. You feel me? Like, that's, that's what they yeah, need. Yeah, that, that's okay. You know, but yeah, somebody yeah. else is like, they're going to rush to Starbucks and they're going to like, you know, they want to, uh, whatever, they want to undertow, right? They want some espresso, right? They, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter, right? And, and so it's kind of cool to see like how that affects somebody differently, you know, and how they kind of put it in their day, you know, differently. Because somebody do it at night, some people do it in the morning. I like to do my morning coffee. And then like around this time when this is over, <laughs> around the afternoon, I like to get like a half a cup of like iced coffee. You know, it's kind of like, instead of just keep drinking water all day, I'm tired of the drinking the water, water. I just yeah. have some cold brew that I have. I'll drop it in there with some ice, you know, and I even water it down you a little bit more. And then I just, I just sip on that for like a couple hours, you know? We, we, we do a decaf flat white here at the house because we have an espresso machine and we have oat milk and that, that's what we do is decaf flat white. That's, the, that's our, that's our nightcap. We don't do all this, uh, you know, beer or, or alcohol all the time. You know, that, that's right. kind of more social aspect for us. Um, but we do, you know, we, we make coffee here in the evening and that's that, that becomes it is it becomes a drink and because of hot drinks more like you know like a, whatever it is i think we gotta do like a youtube series man we're just like trying different coffees or whatever i think we gotta try some little youtube thing i know i'm pretty sure people are doing it already but it, there's oh, endless yeah, possibilities with the coffee you know what i mean like we could just drink we could line up a bunch of different coffees try them you know what i mean talk about them whatever and i think uh i don't know i've seen it right now with beer this guy like he has like a tiktok like an older guy and like people people tell him which beer to try and so he'll just you know he's never tried a bunch of ones like from russia mexico whatever he'll try yeah. it give you his rating and people like seeing that people like to see other people like what do they think about these tastes you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. i mean i mean it's the same thing with coffee right and that, like when i drink some the same cup of coffee that my wife would drink the same cup same batch same everything you might not like it yeah she, she's gonna taste something tight because man these beans taste over roasted like you can actually taste the over roasted bean right all we hear them over like man i taste more of a like a popcorn feel, right? Where it has that film of the butteriness to it in, in, in your mouth and it, it kind of has, it does have that burnt feel to it because popcorn, when it gets overburnt, you have that kind of overburnt taste to it, right? So like I had that whole century subject to it and she has entirely different where she goes, I just taste the burnt of the bean and then like kind of like a French roast would be overburnt a little bit uh, to kind of hold in some, some, of the, some of the flavor and then she'll get like maybe a, a note of, of nut at the very end. You know, kind of tastes nutty at the end, right? I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get the nutty. I got the popcorn feel, right? So, like, yeah, there, there, there's that, right? Even the same cups, same everything. You and I will probably get something probably different from the same cups. So, yeah, I'm cool with a little AMPM coffee if I'm in a rush. Sometimes, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? But I haven't done it in a while. 
you know, staying at home is like cool to like, you know, froth your own stuff and make your own coffee, do all that stuff, you know? So anyway, yeah. man, I appreciate you giving me this time and, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, we'll, we'll check back with you, see what you're doing, see where you're at. Enjoy your little time off from this, uh, union work. Uh, thank you, thank stay you. safe, stay away from the COVID and, uh, Always. yeah, man. Enjoy. Hope you guys all enjoy, brother. All right. All right. Later. Later, And you're listening to season two of the Educators Podcast. This right here is a good moment for you to hit that subscribe, that like, that follow button, rate and review the show. And you know what? Maybe you have a book coming out. Maybe you have a show. Maybe you have a company you're trying to promote. Let me know. Let's get you on here. Hit me up on Instagram at Educators. I'm also on Twitter. Enjoy the show.